Hello everyone. Hello, lots of friends and familiar faces. Hi, Valemi. Hello. Hi, Tayyab. I'm waiting for Kalsoom. Yay, there she is. There she is. Now, when you request, how do I... How do I grant the... Wait, hold on. Add as a speaker. Yay. Kalsum, I think you're on. Can you hear us? Or uh, can you, is my voice coming across clearly? Because we can't hear you just yet. Can, uh, let's see. Kelsum still not coming through. Let's, uh, let me just see what is, is it an issue on my end? Uh, let's see. You are messaging. You can't hear me. Okay, that's interesting. I wonder if um, anyone else can, is having trouble hearing me let me wait okay. uh, invite to co-host I think that's probably better uh... oh you can hear me now okay good hi can you hear me now yay 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 I can hear uh, you now I okay yeah, yeah, yeah. That was okay. very stressful. Oh no, no, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, it's all good. No, no, Us no. Me, look you. at all your all the friends and fans you have. This is crazy. Oh no, 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 no. There's no. They're all friends. They're all friends. <laughs> and I think two two people have also requested. Uh, let me see if I can also add them. Uh, yeah, you're welcome to join, guys. Uh, add as a speaker. Add as a speaker. Okay. So look. Um, Amazing, amazing. Let's get started. We are three minutes past the time, but um, this was the plan. Um, just a bit of a story about uh, uh, about the spaces. What? Why are we here? What are we talking about? Um, I've uh, I've known Kalsum for uh, a long time. Uh, I uh, uh, we got to know each other because um, she at the time was running an accelerator called I2I. She now runs a venture fund. And I, at the time, was managing a private equity firm. And she asked me to conduct a training for her cohort on financial modeling. And that was kind of how we became friends. And we've been really amazing friends since then. And I've also been a member of her fund's investment committee. And we've just had a really close uh, relationship. It's almost felt like she's because she's like a sibling almost. I, I tell yeah. her that she's my soul sister, which I believe she is. Agreed. And um, I've kind of fallen down this uh, mega, I would say, Olympus Dow rabbit hole. I wouldn't even call it a crypto rabbit hole because for me, Olympus has become like much bigger. And um, the other, I mean, I'm now starting an effort to, you know, help institutions uh, get into Olympus to help more people understand OM and Klima. And in that uh, whole uh, um, effort or in that whole process, 
uh, I had this exchange with Kalsum and she said that a lot of my tweets now feel like gibberish to her. And I thought, oh, wow, that this could be a really interesting opportunity since she's one of the brightest, most smartest people I know. I thought, how about if we just did a conversation? She's completely unacquainted with crypto. And so um, this could be a really great opportunity to really cut through the jargon and cut through all the, I would say, language limitations that that uh, I would say new folks experience when they come across crypto. So that's what this is. It's a conversation between two very good friends, uh, soul siblings, if you will, about uh, t- talking to each other about uh, this new thing happening with crypto. Um, that's my brief intro. Kalsum, I'd love for you to uh, give your end as well, and then we can just kick off. Yeah, no, I think, can you hear me okay, by the way? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Cool. Um, Hi, everyone. I feel very honored to be with um, Asfi's Omis, I guess. I learned a lot of jargon just now because I was listening to his Loom video. Um, So yeah, Asfi has already introduced me. Um, I'm... I, I wouldn't say like I'm completely foreign to crypto, but because I've been trying to like, you know, read more about it. And I, you know, my brother is a big, um, you know, he like my brother owns Bitcoin and Ethereum and a few others. And so mm-hmm. I've been learning through him. But this Olympus, um, you know, the world of Olympus and also um, just hilariously when Usby sent me a message the other day, he literally used like two words that I actually understood. And I just was realizing how far ahead everything is beyond Bitcoin, Ethereum. And, and to me, like, I, I just don't want to feel left behind. <laughs> so I want to understand it more. And especially as someone who works in, you know, venture capital in Pakistan, I think there's so many use cases for crypto um, in the country for a lot of the companies that we're investing in and, and, and for kind of making things a lot more democratized. So I'm really excited to learn. I've learned already a lot from Asvi, but I'm so excited. I have like all these questions and I was messaging him like a little bit earlier today where I was like, dude, I was like, I feel like a goldfish. Like, I feel like I listen and learn. And then two seconds later, I've forgotten everything again. So definitely having a lot of Dory moments right now, Asvi. (laughs) No, no, no. But look, but that's the point, right? I mean, it's a chilled out, relaxed conversation. In fact, just before we start, um, I think two people just came up. They requested to speak. I don't know if you uh, guys have something to say, but uh, you know, the the idea was to for for us to kind of get into a one on one conversation, Kalsum and I. But would love to also just hear from you since you're already on stage. I think if you had something to say or just. To get it started, I'm happy to even start there. Uh, maybe Jahan, um, Jahan Far. Maybe we can start with you, unless you made a mistake. Okay, and system. I don't know if that uh, syst- systematic luck. Hey there. Yeah, no, I appreciate you bringing me up. No, yeah, I've yeah. been, I've been in, I've been an Omi for a while. And, Yay! Uh, I just wanted to be able to chime in. That's all. So, I'll oh let yeah, you guys yeah. Go for I- it. No, I'm so glad. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome, Omi. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyone else as well, guys. Look, this is not like a... I see Salahuddin in the audience. And he was... I was just talking <sighs> about you yesterday, Asfi. And he was like, we need to I, we need to connect. I, I know like, him. Yeah. I know him well. You know, when I met him, uh, I, I... Oh, my God. I, this guy this guy and I go kind of back, way back. We've been... Uh, I, I'm so glad he's here. We should bring him up to back. Yeah. Too. Let's bring I mean, up. if he's if he's up for it, uh, I don't yeah. want to be pushy. The one problem Kalsum and I have are that we're both pushy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, Salahuddin, if we're being pushy, but I have invited you to speak. 
and uh, you know th- th- there's a really interesting another very interesting there he is. Word. hey hey man long time how have you been long time look at that community yeah i'm so glad spaces. that you guys are connecting i was telling him i was like you have to join this twitter chat tomorrow with us <laughs> dude i met you in lahore 2009 uh you made that brilliant slide deck um time saver uh that uh, that's you right am i am i facing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah my, Yep. If I mean I can't tell you the number of uh, financial analysts and uh, slide monkeys who have benefited from an incredible slide deck template that Salahuddin made called Time Saver, which was literally like a plug and play beautiful spreadsheet circa two thousand and nine, and our paths kind of keep intertwining. I don't know one one way or another. We just keep kind of running into each other. and so it's just really amazing man to uh, reconnect yeah yeah absolutely i uh, i mean <laughs> the powerpoint once we've really improved some of the slideware and happy to share more and yeah. i think it feels like you know you and kalsum and a lot of the people on the call here we're all on the edge of technology right um in terms mm-hmm. of nfts and you know crypto and blockchain and i'm just super excited about this space um in terms of you know what's to come and I I've been following you on Twitter recently and would love to know more about the project etc and you know we definitely got to Yeah I am now obsessed with Olympus DAO. We can hear it. As <laughs> actually for the for this audience I'm sure there are so many omis that are here but I would yeah. love to hear so I I listened to your Loom video I took many notes as like a good you know good Lisa yes. Simpson that I am I was like yes. making sure I was but I would love actually to find out because I didn't hear where your rabbit hole actually started yeah. because for me listening to you talk about olympus okay. i was like this is made this this is made for usvi like literally <laughs> i was like everything about the values here is exactly my friend usvi but uh, i'm sure you started somewhere else so no, i yeah, hear yeah, yeah. like what the very, rabbit hole is very very different place man very different uh, beginning to the rabbit hole uh, i think you know some of it kalsum but i'll give you the the short version basically uh let's start in 2019 okay 2019 i am founder and ceo of a company called net equity networks which has done a licensing deal with facebook to use a robot in order to deploy optical fiber on overhead electrical power lines in emerging and frontier markets uh, we are doing this because the mission i had i have and i still believe in it uh, chosen to work on is to make internet access affordable for the poorest person alive and our theory remains that in order to do that we have to flood the world with fiber but make sure that that fiber is available under a cost based pricing construct so 2009 this is what i'm working on and uh, things are going great um have a deal lined up um you know we have an expectation that by 2021 we'll start deploying 2020 um covid hits timelines get uh, uh, pushed sideways for a variety of reasons as timelines get pushed um i find myself in the worst um you know i would say founder pit of like oh my god what do i do i got no plan so i went back to the drawing board as i went back to the drawing board i started looking for other ideas and technologies that could help me eliminate demand risk when deploying a telecom network that's a very deep conversation in itself which i won't get into but what happened at the end of this particular rabbit hole was that i stumbled upon a company called althea networks that had done a really remarkable breakthrough which was that they found a way to turn a 
home router into a crypto wallet and that allowed them to uh, run an internet service on a crypto backend so for the crypto people here imagine an internet service provider running on crypto rails this was powerful because i could see that on day one a transparent public ledger on the fund flows in a telecom network was getting created and i thought this was powerful because now i could do a revenue share deal with infrastructure owners which would help in eliminating some of this demand risk issue that i talked about i then found a infrastructure owner in this in in the state of nebraska called optk networks we did a revenue share deal with them and um and althea and uh, my company we started building a network in ogallala nebraska and oshkosh nebraska which is in southwestern mm-hmm. nebraska a few months ago as that was going on and as i was going crazier and crazier about um uh, you know just uh trying to use althea as a way to uh, promote internet access i asked myself this uh, i noticed that althea runs on the xdai supply uh, side chain so I'll, so basic I mean, without getting into the jargon althea still uses the us dollar to make payments and at that point i found myself thinking um could is there a non pegged asset mm-hmm. that someone is thinking about and for me this is important for a variety of reasons it's also very personal i mean so on one end i was building this network on another end uh my retired father in pakistan uh was is having an impossible time meeting his obligations uh on his pension alone and some of it a lot of it happens because of um well pakistan the reserve currency of the world is the us dollar pakistan holds a lot of us dollar when america prints a lot of us dollar the purchasing power of that dollar goes down and so obviously you know at some level i'm thinking about althea's got a really big breakthrough could they run on a different asset could they run on a non pegged uh, but backed asset and so that started a um crazy google search uh, spree of like um uh, backed assets uh, who is building a backed uh, mm-hmm. uh, asset and this is me and so in me on a google search <clears throat> i stumbled upon the docs of olympus dow so i i was searching for a uh, pegged not backed and like uh, this docs show up uh, docs.olympusdow.finance and i started reading the docs and that was just like uh it was just like a lightning bolt moment because i was like oh my god like this person or these group of people they have uh, they've solved something big they have they are showing how fractional reserve banking without fdic insurance and a government can be done and it is insane i got to find out and so like a total idiot who had no idea that this whole space is anon and people don't tell each other their identities <laughs> i just walked into the discord being like hey guys I'm Aspi. I read your documents. I want to talk to you. <laughs> this is my address just, in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, from my address in San Francisco, this is my identity. Just like a moron, <laughs> I walked in and then I just basically went nuts typing in every channel, asking everyone questions and then just making scenario after scenario. What happens when this happens? How does this thing play mm. out? Started building financial models and then after that there's just the madness that you've seen on my twitter which is uh, still kind of ongoing so that's kind of how the uh, this whole thing came about so olympus is the so 
I'm going to restate stuff um, mm. because I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sure there's uh, most of the people in here are Omis, but for those who aren't, yeah, yeah. because the reason we're hosting this is so people like me will not feel stupid anymore and want and ask stupid qu- and not be feel stupid about asking. Stupid oh, questions. stop, stop. Listen, 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 listen. You are brilliant. It's Thank not, you. this is not about, so, so, so stop. No, no, I know I'm that. brilliant in other things, but in this, I have felt very stupid, but I'm just No, no, but that's the, but this is why, this is why I was so excited about this conversation. Look, it's like Richard Feynman said that if you cannot explain something simply, you don't really get it. And the thing is, I think the best questions are the ones that come from the unacquainted so dude yeah fire and i was starting to ask you a few questions earlier on whatsapp and i'm saving them for now but here's Mm. so here's my question right so for those who are not aware is that first of all olympus is dao governed which is basically like decentralized autonomous organization right which is the idea that no one owns it and it's kind of all governed by the community which i think is kind of amazing and brilliant um but then also the fact that like Basically, there is a breakthrough in owning the liquidity so that it's not something that automatically loses value if everyone decides to sell tomorrow. Is that correct? Um, not entirely. In the sense, okay. the first part is correct. But I think on the liquidity, um, I think um, I think it's important to, um, you see, one of the big breakthroughs crypto had is ever since Uniswap got created or ever since the automated market maker got created liquidity stopped becoming this nebulous idea and it became very quantifiable crypto people have no problem quantifying liquidity non-crypto people have a hard time quantifying liquidity crypto people can just say value of liquidity is the value of the liquidity pool that is determined by this x times y equals k equation which exists in the automated market maker so i think that is kind of a um important starting point right now the breakthrough of olympus kalsum was that um most crypto projects before olympus they would give short term in actually even before then i think this 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 circle is just kind of important to go through see um the i would say i think if you look at the sequence of breakthroughs right like uh, bitcoin is a breakthrough ethereum is a breakthrough Uniswap is a breakthrough. And I'm going to assume people here know the breakthroughs of Bitcoin and Ethereum. But the breakthrough of Uniswap was this idea that you could run a decentralized exchange. You could run a stock exchange without an order book and a centralized mm-hmm. managed team. And that, 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 a, that a program could just incentivize people to put up pairs of assets and they could get fees when trading would occur in their pool. What this also did, though, is that this... Um, uh, uh, the reality exposed those liquidity providers to something called impermanent loss, which basically just means that if price diverges between the two tokens on which you are providing liquidity, you may end up with a lot more of an undesirable of token. Want. Yeah. Right. And so what most protocols when they launched did is that in order to incentivize people to create liquidity they would just give a lot of rewards for for third parties to come and provide liquidity the problem with this approach was that as soon as the rewards would dry up the third party liquidity providers would sell and leave 
Olympus mm-hmm. found a way to own their liquidity in a very systematic way. That I would say is one of the major foundational breakthroughs of Olympus, and there are many more. But that's where is a good starting point. And is Olympus singular in this, or have other people that have maybe launched other <laughs> um, coins or currencies have they decided to do something similar? Watching what Olympus has done, like so what is, made, is yeah, so that's great. I think that's a that's a that's great, right? So see, the thing is that there is a spectrum of uh, ideas around uh, protocol owned liquidity. So on one end, you have Olympus that has found a way to completely own its liquidity on. the and on the absolute other end is this idea of renting liquidity which is what happens in typical liquidity mining this is the earlier example mm-hmm. i gave you where people just give uh, rewards in the middle there are new protocols that have also emerged there is something called tokamak uh, that has found a way to again without getting into a lot of details on their platform like more like a long term rental um they have found a way to create that i don't want to go deep into that because then i'll start explaining tokamak which i don't want to do so there are other players uh who have tried to solve the liquidity problem olympus the difference between tokamak and olympus is tokamak is exclusively going after trying to solve the liquidity infrastructure problem olympus is saying i want to create a decentralized reserve currency i want to create a decentralized central bank so imagine like a federal reserve bank owned on a global scale by no country but governed by a community olympus mm-hmm. is saying i want to do that and it is saying that for me to do that i need to have the deepest thickest liquidity compared to any other asset and i need to take control of making that reality happen therefore i need to own my liquidity and have a mechanism to grow my liquidity and at the same time i need to make sure that my currency has an intrinsic value that mm-hmm. my currency is not just based on some abstract notion of faith but it is no it is based on something very quantifiable which is the treasury of olympus so olympus's breakthrough is that it has figured out a way to grow its treasury value and liquidity in tandem mm. okay got it. So, here's my question for you, and this is something that I find like really interesting. So, the reason why I find all of this super exciting is like I'm I'm very community driven as you know, like very much into community building, and so much of what you've said that appeals to me is about this community of omis. Mm. And I'm just curious about like what are the val cuz I I'm assuming that there are certain values that are intrinsically governing this community and there are yeah. certain norms that are in place that have somehow happened. Yes. Um based on who's self-selected in. And I'm just curious what those are. I think um yeah damn good question so I think uh, so much comes from the character Zeus and I'll call mm-hmm. him character because he's an anonymous identity who is the creator of this who's who's the genius behind the brains and uh, or who's the ge- who's the genius behind the equations and Zeus I'll tell you a bit about this person right like I don't I mean you know there's this there's this little story that oh he's a teenager i don't think he's a teenager i think i i put the guy in his like early 20s late mid definitely not late 20s early 20s is where i place him and um so what so this person is a hyper nerd he's like you and me in many ways um obsessed with his like he's just really interested in markets and liquidity and he's just mm. really interested in this topic so and at the same time what are the values like this guy is humble um if he makes a mistake he'll say sorry 
um and genuinely he's not um is someone and who, where does he say sorry is it on discord yeah, yeah, like on, where on, is on this discord, happening in, okay. in, in, in on on calls we have community mm. calls so like let's say if somebody says hey zeus you were supposed to do x and you didn't and he'll be like okay i'm sorry you know as in he's a very um it, he's a he's a very warm personality um and i think so I, i'm bringing it up because i think this person has um you know a lot of um uh, uh, uh this person has a lot to do with the values the other value is is transparency uh so i think so i, so I would say the first value is um is humility i think humility is a big part of being an omi uh, intellectual mm-hmm. humility probably because like zeus is absolute genius but crazy intellectual humility i think the other one is transparency i think um omis are um data nerds um omis have I, olympus has i think the most well defined dashboard compared to any protocol i mean i've like gone protocol after protocol but like uh, the the dashboard that we've made on dune that was made by another community member shadow legend mm-hmm. um that's a legendary dashboard so i think transparency is a big one i think fun is another i think omis are wild crazy people they start they have this meme energy that is like it feels like you're in a concert very often mm. there is something remarkable i mean for me as a 38 year old dad it's really wonderful to you know um be a part of this community uh, so i think fun is another transparency intellectual humility uh, and i think everyone oh fairness and justice i think um mm-hmm. that's a huge one that like um a sense of fairness and you know not basically continuing to make the rich richer but continuing to like really like uh, uh you know I, i think camaraderie is another um these are some of the values um that i think have um brought um a lot of omis together uh and the interesting thing is like um it's different for different omis i mean like, i think one of the cool things is so i don't want to speak on behalf of the community i just i'm just saying these are the values that drew me in i don't want to say I I just wanted to chime in here. Um Please. you know, I I've, I've been in the space since like 2012 and I've been in plenty of pump and dumps and uh you know all kinds of crazy stuff and I think the one thing that makes Ohm stand out is that the, you know the people in it really want to learn and they really want to understand and not this isn't just some you know short-term gain this is, mm-hmm. this is it's not transactional. Longer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So just wanting to learn uh, um as something I wanted to add there. Can I ask a question then as a follow up? So, what if someone enters the Omi community that does not embody those values? So maybe in some ways like this is the antithesis of maybe what the community stands for. How do you maybe the word isn't how do you police that, but how do you weed out people that maybe want to take advantage of the fact that there is, you know, a lot to gain from a community like this, but obviously could hijack that for their own benefit. Like I'm just curious like in a community setting like this, how do you weed out the bad um that can inevitably happen as a community grows so look i think um it's a great question yeah like uh, i think uh, i told you i have that... so many questions for you <laughs> yeah 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 no i'm glad. so look there's a couple of this i think there's like um at the moment like 45000 people 45000 wallets have owned om but there are only 100 contributors in the dao and mm. one amazing contributor fatty bags is joined and actually there's a bunch of really cool contributors here in the dao so it's 100 contributors right and the, and this is really important right see that you have to recognize daos are not companies it's they're very permissionless um and the way we have 
come about is very important to understand. No one started the DAO and said, we are looking for somebody to run marketing. It was like Fatty Bags just showed up and he was like, I'm going to start doing these, 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 these things. And boom, he just kind of went with it. And just the role grew into him. Um, I came in saying, I want to get institutions on board. I, who, no one's doing that, so I'm going to do that. So I started doing my own thing, writing my models and shit, right? This is another guy, is one of my, I mean, of course, I love so many of these people, but this is another guy, dude, my guy, my man, my bro. Um, he is a obsessive information organizer. He just did it. Like, again, there was, again, you have to understand, a lot of us, I mean, there is some compensation that happens in the DAO, but none of us got into our roles thinking this compensation, we just got in our roles because we fell in love with Olympus and we were like, this thing should exist here. Yeah, Someone I mean, said, it's a classic, like you believe in the same Somebody, somebody it, should make yeah. a, Somebody should make a dashboard. Somebody should make this. Somebody should make mm. that. Somebody da, 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 da. And so what has happened is over time, uh, I mean, there's another wonderful duo in Australia, Mark and Dropkick Darren. So, I mean, that's their anon names started they basically started a media company dedicated to olympus like there's a they do a weekly podcast they do a weekly newsletter their quality will make any top tier media company i mean i mean they're just brilliant right i mean and this is another guy tachikoma is like launching a uh, an analytics project uh, just collaborated with one more person and just launched it right now what hap- what's happening what's happening is that people see a lot of other very capable people. People see talent density and they kind of fall in love with that idea of talent density. And that mm. is something that is happening. I have, I am so in on Olympus because I, now I've been a founder a few times. I'm like, when I look at the people at Olympus, I'm like, not in a hundred years could I assemble a team that is as capable, as motivated, as driven, as fun, as interesting to work with than the hundred Omis. When I initially got in, I used to say, I used to ask myself, what's the scenario in which I am dumping Olympus? And it was like, okay, if the treasury is hacked or the underlying stable coins lose their peg or Zeus, who's the creator, decides to basically just cheat us and run away, that's when I'm leaving. Now my answer has changed. Now my answer is like, I'm not leaving so long as the Omis are there because we are like so committed to building the system because we like working with each other. Like these Mm -hmm. hundred people, like I love working with Mark and Dropkick Darren. I love working with uh, Churchy. I love, I mean, there are all these, there's so many people. I love working with Jay Fry. I mean, Jay Fry is, um, you know, like this is like, these are like, these are like ridiculously smart people who are, you know, and the other thing is, dude, the meetings at Olympus are to die for. Agendas are always set. The homework is done. Everybody's done the pre-read. No, there's no ma- because there are no managers. Nobody's mm. coming in saying, you know, we have to have a, a, a promotion review about, you know, something, something. Like, people are, mm. like, hyper-focused. People don't come into Olympus meetings and then tune into other meetings. They are, like, in those meetings. I mean, I went through a very um, major um uh, emotional experience lately uh, with uh, one of the groups I'm in. So I'm I'm now launching a company, a, a C corporation, 
to formally bring institutional capital into Olympus. And I've raised uh, a funding round for that. And some OMIs are also joining me. But doing this meant that I had to resign from the policy team, uh, which is a team that actually this Jay Fry, who's in the audience, recommended that I join. And then joining that team was one of the best conversations I've ever had. But I also knew that I can't continue to be in that policy team because there's a conflict of interest in me bringing institutional capital and being on that policy team. Leaving that team was a really, really like emotional experience because I was like, God, I'm leaving these amazing, this this amazing conversation group that I have. I'm leaving and like, I'm like, but I'm like, okay, but I am going away for now because I want to bring in institutional capital. Mm. I also know I also know, and here's the other part, right? I also know that this DAO is in very strong hands. Like mm-hmm. the people who are in policy, the people who are in marketing, the people who are in community and content, these are really, really solid people. Like these are people I want to work for, work with, learn from. And so, yeah, man, I mean, the talent density is just insane. And it's not something you can quantify easily because they're all anonymous people. So you don't know, you know, where they went to school and stuff like that, right? But it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. But then once you enter the Discord, you join a few calls, you do a project, you help them ship something, you see the capability, you see the quality. And that quality is like so beautifully Mm -hmm. raw and authentic because people are bringing their true versions because they're mm-hmm. anon. They're not worried about any other appearance matter or anything. They're there because they want to be. And you just get to see like raw delivery without judging what a person looks like, without judging what their gender is, without judging, you know, what their background is, what their history is, where they went to school. You're just literally, you know, it's like that thing, right? Communication is 93% non-verbal. Mm-hmm. And 7% because people uh, take a lot of cues on the body language and a lot of other things. Well, here we get very high fidelity communication, um, largely because it's coming through text and people are just bringing their authentic selves. And when you see them, I wrote a thread on all the due diligence I did on Olympus before getting in. See, I get to see and observe people 24-7. I get to, because people, once you become an Omi, you spend a lot of time in the Discord. And so you get to see people in different scenarios. You get to see them when things are good. You get to see them when things are bad. Things are bad usually when a market crashes or some other nonsense is happening. Mm -hmm. So you get to see many different sides of people and you realize, okay, I see the authentic person over here. I kind of, I mean, so you develop a very different level of trust and understanding. Like I, for me, like, like, I love Omis. I've got an open invitation. Like, I mean, this is another lovely Omi, Bike for Peace. Uh, this guy is like in San Francisco. I'm going to have lunch with him tomorrow. I've cleared out my afternoon mm-hmm. because he's coming in from Mexico and he's this lovely, uh, very lovely uh, guy, like does, uh, rides bicycles around, uh, like he's like <laughs> ridden his bicycle from like, I don't know, the tip of South America all the way. He's it, like a major bicycle rider uh, mm-hmm. raised money for charity lovely guy really lovely guy he's in town and for me it's like yeah dude i would love to you know take you out for a proper meal so that is kind of how you know good it is and that's why when people get in they're like dude this is home i want to mm-hmm. work and help this thing grow i love it it's such a like it's such a kind of in some ways like a digital utopia right of the world we all wish 
existed yeah. everywhere. Um, I'm so curious too, because you talked about bringing in institutional capital and also looping in Salahuddin because you tweeted or posted earlier about banks now starting to embrace crypto, even though they tried to like kill it before. Right. And I'm just curious about like this tension and the relationship between capitalism, like institutional capitalism and like things that are, you know, the, the big banks and like um, venture capital, all these things that kind of in some ways stand counter to the values of this. And I'm just curious how you navigate that tension and how you're thinking about it right now, because I'm so curious about what it all means as, as all of these people are looking to come into this space. You want Salahuddin to answer? You want me to? I, I want you to both answer, but yeah, why don't you go first? Yeah, look, uh, Kalsum, um, my take is that uh, show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome, mm. right? Uh, it's like um, crypto allows us to study incentives at a very deep, uh, at a very deep level that the regular world does not. And so... Um, that is a very unique opportunity that we have, right? Like, uh, and now, now, but in terms of like, uh, you know, is uh, crypto kind of at odds with capitalism? I would say uh, not at all. Uh, I would say that crypto recognizes incentive. Um, and, 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 you know, I mean, I, for me, I don't necessarily even think about the word capitalism. I think more about like life forms. Mm. Life forms are... Um, Life forms chase, chase a certain energy. Life forms respond to incentive, right? And and now crypto is allowing us to uh, become better at um, articulating uh, incentive structures and then seeing how they play out. Um, and so, I, and at the same at the same time, um, my take is that see the traditional the traditional system if it were to ignore what is going on over here, it is a traditional system that will get left out because mm -hmm. escape velocity has already been achieved. Um, people can, like there are plenty of Omis in Pakistan. I can send, I can very easily, you know, um, like send Om or, I mean, like this is this global financial internet thing has kind of emerged, right? Like, and so... Um, these kind of, um, I mean, and this is kind of what I'm experiencing too, the institutions that I've spoken to in San Francisco Bay Area, many are saying, we get it, let's go, but you know, we'll find it more convenient if you can make a company, a regular meat space company that we can interface with, talk to, mm -hmm. invest money in. And so that's kind of the, um, the thing uh, that I'm seeing. And the reason, the last thing I want to say is like, I also think a lot about governance here, right? I think about, okay, we have this wonderful new thing that's starting. How do we ensure that power doesn't just get concentrated in the hands of the same types of bad incentives that we've previously seen? How do we ensure mm -hmm. that like this magnificent power uh, that uh, that crypto has, that Olympus DAO has to offer, that this is more inclusive, that this is, uh, you yeah. know, uh, more uh, diverse. And so, I mean, we're doing we're doing initiatives. We, we launched a separate Discord server exclusively for women saying okay the 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 conversation in the core discord tends to be they're all guys right and mm -hmm. like when all guys and then and here's something we have to understand when all guys are being authentic 
some trash talk is going to happen and as a guy as a 38 year old guy i want to be upfront about the fact i enjoy a lot of that i'm not disrespectful i've got a 4 year old daughter and a wife who's very conscious about these things i have mad respect for women but there is also male banter that i miss now the answer in crypto's answer is not to say police one side and say everybody becomes politically correct i think the answer for crypto is make more digital spaces so for us at least for me a huge part of the effort now is saying we need to get more women into olympus and and some and and non men it's not so much about women let's make that happen because this is early olympus is very early when more people learn about it more diverse people learn about it uh, they're going to come and hopefully they'll like find their way find their place into olympus because i think it's big enough um to accommodate um everyone that's like my like a few thoughts on uh, uh, the loaded question you asked yeah thanks i uh salahuddin i don't know if you wanted to say something and i also dylan asked to be up on stage so if you guys wanted to have any thoughts salahuddin yeah happy to j- jump in i mean uh, us we articulated a few thoughts really really well you know i think the first one around how show me the incentive will show you the outcome and i think humans are humans um you know when the incentive structure is there to cheat they're going to cheat and you've seen that you know every decade for the last you know since you know humankind right you know you mm-hmm. think about 2008 what happened with you know wall street and the incentive was to cheat right and and you know many people cheated um i was an insider on wall street for 20 years um i'm now an outsider i was a early bitcoin investor in 2014 i i i think about regulation is actually as a really really good thing um i agree with us 100% that you know escape velocity is achieved um you know you're not going to put the cat back in the bag right you it's going to be a first amendment issue here in the US China can do what it can do um because of its own governance structures right in the US the cat's out of the bag and now i think it makes a ton of sense to have not just any regulations smart regulations especially if you think about on ramps and off ramps and if usv is using ohm um to send you know from here to pakistan how's that how's the on ramp working here you know really good in the US. How are the off ramps working in Pakistan? Ah, a little shady, right? There's a lot of P2P type action. Um but the minute regulation comes in, it actually credentializes the space. It opens it up. Mm-hmm. Um you know why us is going down the path of creating some traditional structures to bring institutional investors in. I, I mean I have this more kind of philosophical question that I don't know the answer to and I think only time will, which is many of us I think drink the decentralized Kool-Aid if you will. Um we believe in open source projects, we believe in community, we believe in all of that. Um historically things have been centralized, right? Especially with institutional structures. They're going to come in, you see that with Meta and Facebook and you know I'm not a big fan of what they're doing, but there's some, you know, traditional organizations like if you think about Jack Dorsey and the work he's doing at Square, um that you know are are welcome in this space. And mm-hmm. how much of that centralization will win? versus decentralization like asfi's community of 100 people in the dao right I, i'm not sure how that's going to play out and i think that's it's really fascinating i think we all do what we got to do and participate here um i think there's going to be not only a lot of wealth created but a lot of change created as part of this web3 revolution but um you know time will tell how this plays out i i, I the article i tweeted about earlier i think you know banks are kind of joining in they have no mm-hmm. choice and they have to participate right if you think about like communities like axie infinity or decentraland you know i work for bank of america why doesn't bank of america 
have a virtual branch in Axie Infinity or Decentraland. Because the people who are, let's say, meta first, they're not going to go to the branch. They're not going to log into Bank of America's website. So why aren't mm-hmm. they getting their services there? So I, I'm not sure the insiders, I would say 99% of the insiders don't get this. And that itself presents a, a, a bit of an opportunity. So those are some thoughts. Yar, can I can I say, oh my God, it is so good to reconnect with you. Like, I can't <laughs> believe I haven't um, spoken to you in ages because I even I remember the first time I spoke to Salaudin, I was like, man, this guy is so smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, the same, anyway, that was amazing, man. That was so, so good. But um, the one thought I just want to share. So I'm 38. Um and I um, had the great fortune of meeting someone who I called a DeFi native. So one thing that's been kind of thing I've done is I've been very open with Omis that, hey, I'm open to meeting you if you want and talk about Om because I just do that. The first Omi to meet me was this very young person, like 20 something, right? And this person's like a, what I would call a DeFi native. They had a crypto account. They have a crypto account, but not a bank account. Wow. And... They are young, um, a lot richer than what I was when I was at their age. But and they play crypto like a video game, and they have such a fun relationship with playing crypto that their insight is also insanely deep. Now, challenge: the crazy insights, the really good insights, is in the head of the twenty-year-old. But if a 20-year-old joins Meta or like any of these organizations, that 20-year-old will run into 50 managers who are frankly very subpar. I mean, there's just no nice way to say it, right? Mm. And so this kid's um, great insight would often get squished. Now, this used to happen before when we had very inefficient labor markets. I think labor markets are becoming very efficient as a result of crypto because now uh, interaction is becoming very permissionless. I had the great pleasure of meeting this DeFi native who is now going to be an equal equity partner with me in this new company that I'm launching. So, I mean, I am like, you know, I've built companies before. Um, it was not, it is not commonly done that you just give like the same amount of equity to the somebody who's calling himself CEO. I mean, no, I'm not that in name, but I won't really be doing that to somebody who's just graduating university. You know, like, a lot of this would be seen as odd um, mm. in the previous world. In this world, it is freaking obvious because this person is bringing such an important lens to the conversation that absolutely they should be exactly in that role. And and I feel like that's where like the Bank of America's lose out because for the Bank of for what's happening is there will be I can guarantee you there are lots of kids, people, senior people even working at Bank of America who are spending. 10-15% of their time on Bank of America collecting a paycheck and 85% of their time as an anon in some Discord server serving a community. Many of these mm. people who are like crypto anons, they work regular jobs because you see, regular when you work for a big company, you know there's a lot of slack. And with work from home, work from home was the other real big steroid injection uh, that crypto really got because um, it just opened up the fundamental weakness in the organization, in the C corporation organization, where or this this top down command and control structure uh, of uh, of a of a traditional company, because because we all know that there is a lot of slack in these companies and time gets wasted, and so all of this talent 
you know kind of found a way to um uh, just interact uh, or like spend more time online but that's where i feel like these guys are like really losing out mm I think it's so interesting that you talked about um, someone being a DeFi native. I find that so interesting because that's in the U.S. where obviously they have the opportunity to be financially included as well. But like I was actually thinking about this even with the application to Pakistan and like for as us, you know, and and Saladin, you know, we've been investors in Iran, which is a female first um, finance platform, right? Which is in a country where 93% of women are financially excluded. Women like me, even it's difficult for me to open a bank account. How can like, I'm just, and I've been, before we go fully into that, I want to you know give it to Dylan who came up on the stage, but I've been thinking a lot about like, how to, what are the use cases for, um, you know, cryptocurrency for blockchain for generally in this space where so many people aren't even are DeFi native by virtue of just not being excluded in the financial systems that they're part of right and how do we infuse that into like what people what we're building right and so and do it in ways that are intuitive and not just like um just because it's you know a buzzword like how do we intuitively build um, into or put it into these companies and their offerings and what they're doing and I'm sure that's happening elsewhere but I'm um, but I've been thinking about that a lot in in some applications, especially in Pakistan. Um, go ahead, Ashley. No, Dylan, I think you wanted Dylan yeah, to. Please go ahead. I, I have. I'm loving this conversation, so I don't know if I, I want to interrupt. I have a total kind of 101 Olympus Dow question. So not sure if this is the form for that. Or this is. Go ahead, please. We love those. We love those. Great. Great. Uh, yeah, so also just awesome to to join and hear you all talking about diversity and attracting talent to the space. It's all really exciting. Um, and been researching Olympus Dow for the past like two weeks or so. Um, and just trying to understand like that this idea makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and I'm like pretty close to pulling the trigger and making a significant investment here. But the one thing that I have not found any literature around is like what is the biggest or some of the biggest risks to ohm? Um, yeah, like the, the game theory makes a lot of sense to me, and I I'm not totally understanding how everyone could like negative three negative three. Yeah. Um, so like, where I, let me. Yeah, out? I can I, I can help you lay out the risks. Uh, the what are the really big risks and 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 uh, what where where uh, the program gets screwed. So the, the I would say the biggest risk is. Um, so if you look at the treasury, uh, we have a roughly a six seventy million dollar treasury. Um, uh, it is comprised uh, mostly of uh, of stable coins, right? And the stable coins we have are Dai, LUSD, and Frax. Now, if uh, for some reason uh, the peg that is holding the value of these stable coins uh, gets, um, you know, goes through a shockwave or something, for some reason Dai, LUSD. Basically, the underlying assets, if they lose their peg, that's a risk that will uh, put uh, Olympus in jeopardy. Um, if there is a hack on the treasury, if some attacker finds a way to um, drain the funds in a treasury, um, you know, which, which, because there is an ex, there's, an, there's something, there's an exploit that they found uh, in the contract. Or, or the third uh, big risk is that Olympus is still 
not uh, is is still a trusted uh, uh, situation you are trusting four out of the seven multi sig um uh, owners uh, or the individuals to honor their word you are expecting that like they that your votes because currently it's not all on chain governance there's a commitment to move to on chain governance but let's say if the people who are uh, four out of seven on the multi sig if they were to go rogue they could basically take the funds away and there's nothing that you could do about it now what um kind of counters um some of these risks is an incentive structure that is called pom which stands for which is basic which is another very interesting innovation that olympus did olympus has done just way too many innovations but like um the way they they, they redesigned so many financial products but they also redesigned the stock option and 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 but this is not something other companies can apply because their stock option is because olympus is also a rebasing token but anyway the way pom works is at any point in time uh the total amount of pom is convertible into 11.8% of the total circulating supply um uh, however and so what this means is that uh, and and this pom is distributed uh, i mean it's transparent about how it's distributed but about like 7.8% of this or 7.8% of pom is held by the team uh, who who you who's uh, you know who you're counting on to kind of stay good and execute and so uh, what this just means is that they have a lot of incentive uh to stay on and keep executing until supply keeps growing all the pom becomes fully vestible at about 3 billion supply of om today the supply of om is about 4 million so that is just something to keep in mind as you think through the risks and also like uh what are the mitigants but yeah um these three um you know just so in summary um uh, stables using the peg uh treasury getting hacked team going rogue are the really big ones um other than that uh, i think uh, the mechanism kind of works pretty well that all makes a lot of sense and then just real quick on like the end state of this or or when ohm gets mass adoption mm-hmm. is the big difference that the rewards will probably be less and it it becomes yeah Yeah. Yes. Okay. So OIP 18 is a uh, or that stands for Olympus Improvement Proposal. Um so Olympus the when when uh, you know there are it because the community run project when we want um an action to be adopted we will um speak to each other build consensus and then put up a proposal and then put it to a formal vote. Uh, and so consensus was built around uh, this idea of uh you know scheduled long term reductions of the AP or the rewards rate. or the apy and it was tied to total supply and it is not um set in stone but it was a rough guidance that was given and the purpose of giving that rough guidance was so that expectations can be managed a lot of ohm is about managing expectations and ensuring that uh, alignment remains uh erythrium uh, has requested i know this person so i'm also i just well, added them don't oh, worry i, I was also, just, I was you, also you keep you keep giving your brilliance to people i'm going to be adding people on oh no 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 i got no brilliance <laughs> i got no brilliance but uh, please uh, erythrium uh, welcomes uh, actually wait wait before dylan or oh, dylan were you sorted uh, with the question yeah this was great thank you all so much no no not at all so good to have you here appreciate it erythrium yeah hey thank you um so my question is um when you read the docs there's sort of like a foreshadowing that there's going to be some crazy inflation of supply and that in fact the goal of the project is uh, supply growth over price appreciation when you look at the current price of 11 1200 is that f- f- 
way far and above the expectations of, of the intentions of the project and yeah how how deep into that inflation cycle are we right now so i'll i'll, I'll that's a, but so i will answer just that one real quick but then i want to kind of go back to like the more basic ones because that's a i mean you know that i want to i wanted to keep like the discussion like uh, uber basic here but the quick one is look um uh, the the multiple the monetary premium uh, which is the value of the market cap relative to the treasury value um that's a function of expectations right growth expectations and i mean why is the market assigning why why, why is why is ohms backing 113 dollars uh, or or and the risk free value 45 dollars whereas it's trading at 1100 dollars isn't that premium too high i think that's basically the question the, the answer is well it depends on what you think is the total accessible market for ohm and uh, you know now you could think of that as the total tvl in defi which is 100 billion or you could think gold which is like 10 trillion or or more or you could think the bond market in multiple trillions or you could think the total us monetary base i i'm in the last camp i think that is the total accessible market which just means there is just ways there is just so much growth ahead that that this multiple makes sense because this even at these multiples that number the amount of time that it takes for your investment to virtually become risk free is very low it's we're still at a 6 month mark i mean uh, and just i mean that's again a very deep concept about olympus but but the thing with olympus is because your um the floor value of your investment is defined from the get go the other thing that is also observable is that this floor value keeps rising it's because the index adjusted risk free value keeps rising and so even at current levels um with the current growth rates that are you know i would say extrapolatable based on the dashboard um the time to risk free is still looking like a good 160 to 180 days um assuming and again like where is that coming from it's coming from assumptions that we will keep growing our risk free value at about 2 to 3 million dollars a day which is what we're doing which is freaking crazy because a few months ago we were going 500000 a day and now that is at 2 and a half million a day so like the growth rate is crazy and it's all that growth rate expectation is what people are paying for but um i want to pause here because i you know the, the challenge of course is right like i mean obviously erythrium is a deep omi and you know if we start going full om talk here yeah. then we're going, exclude, <laughs> we're going to exclude we're going to exclude we're going to exclude my friend kalsum and i don't want to do that this is a conversation like, is this with kalsum one or like 401 i'm so confused <laughs> we went to we went to 401 real quick because i just wanted to quickly put that aside <laughs> no, no, I'm glad. And, and now i want to come back to i want to come back to 101 cool um well, I wanted, there was someone else that just joined the stage as well, Rick, um, if you wanted to ask us. But, but and I'll, I'll, I'll request that we keep it a 101. <laughs> if you're an I still Omi... have 101 questions, but now I'm like, oh, I feel like my brain is like super on fire Sorry. in a good way. No, I've, no, learned, no, so, no. I've yeah. learned so much. I've learned so much. No, Rick, no, no, did but... you want to ask yeah. your question? Yes, uh, I do have uh, some yeah. 101 questions. I should have three. So number yeah. one is um, um, how Om is going to... Um, well, there are some competition to to own, like uh, Wonder Money, um, the the Wonderland things like that. Um, mm -hmm. So how, I don't know how 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 this is going to affect Ohm's, uh total ad adjustable uh, market. Mm -hmm. That's one. Uh, number two is um, there are a lot of people already have uh, already made a lot of money uh, on own. Mm -hmm. uh, what what will that um, what that means to the to the sell pressure? That's mm -hmm. number two. Number three is um, what is this own pro? 
mean to the whole own ecosystem, yeah, especially for the value of own because I can't really see. Yeah. I think yeah. the, the own the the Olympus Pro is is a fantastic idea. The liquidity as a service as all well is a fantastic idea, but um, how this can benefit the uh, the own itself? Uh, that's my Rick. Uh, Rick, those are phenomenally awesome questions. I offer you this. Um, if you can um, uh, just uh, DM those to me on Twitter. I promise to uh, set up another call to deep dive into those questions with you and other Omis. But if I go down answering those, I will really lose Kalsum. And that's no, no. not something Actually, I would... the very first question was something no, that I was curious about, which maybe okay. we can ask risk qu the question you, Rick then, asked, okay. which yeah, is yeah, what yeah. you do about people that are relative competition okay, or perfect. if you okay, see fine. it as so competition. Let's, let's, okay, good. So, Kalsu, okay, excellent. That was really helpful. All right. So, what, so <laughs> what do we do about competition? So, so, okay, first then it's important to just define, okay, what currently is happening to Ohm? What is, what's the competition, right? So, the thing is, Ohm is open source code. There is no intellectual property. You could literally copy and make another version of it. And so, this is called forking. It's a very common thing that happens with general purpose technologies. And Ohm is a general purpose technology. And so, now the project has been forked. There's, I think, there's 74 forks or something and like that. And can you but, explain what a fork is? Because you mentioned it in the Loom video. Literally, and there uh, was a Zoom, it's of like, a fork. And I didn't it's know like what a copy. Meant. It's like copy paste. Like, basically, okay. Olympus now is a bunch of software, right? There's nothing mm -hmm. else, it's just software running. And it's doing something and it's saying, Ohm, right? Mm -hmm. Me and you could make a copy of that software and say, you know, we are creating something new and we're going to call it, I don't know, uh, uh, Kalsum coin or something, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, Calom, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we create Calom and we can launch that. Now, of course, the, you know, people will ask, well, what, what are you doing differently? And then you'll kind of come up with your pitch, which will be like, oh, we're launching on another chain because there is less gas over there. Oh, we are trying to do what you are doing, but we're going to back it with a different token. You kind of bring your own little flavor to it. So people have so far brought their own little flavor to it, right? Like uh, we've got, uh, you mentioned Wonderland, which is an implementation of home on another chain called Avalanche. So mm -hmm. uh, Wonderland is home in Avalanche and Olympus is uh, is like uh, is in Ethereum, which is a much larger ecosystem. Mm -hmm. um, now, uh, you know, what happens uh, like so what happens eventually how to think about total addressable market? I think a lot of it depends on um, the community. Who are the contributors and what are the what is the pipeline of projects that people have in their in their pipeline right like so for example olympus the thing that i feel like people don't appreciate about enough about olympus is there is no centralized team running olympus olympus is literally contributors like you know people like all these wonderful people who are online people like me and a lot of them just work as volunteers and they want to ship now this means olympus has a very big cost advantage it also has a very big shipping advantage like right now um, so Olympus Pro is basically Olympus as a service, basically the whole concept mm -hmm. of protocol owned liquidity. Olympus said, what if we provide to everyone else as a service what we do for ourselves? And that is seeing wide adoption. Now, Olympus Pro revenues only accrue to Olympus DAO. They don't accrue to the other forks. Could the other forks create Olympus Pro? 
Um, unlikely, because what is the pitch of Olympus Pro? The pitch of Olympus Pro is that the DAO at Olympus, the people in policy and the other people, they have developed a good shared mental model of how protocol-owned liquidity and liquidity bonds work and how to set certain key parameters like the bond control variable and the rewards rate in order to do some monitoring. We can also provide you with audited contracts. We can provide you with this, tuck, 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 and this is a pitch that Olympus Pro has. Now, um, other protocols can't do that. But other this, this doesn't mean other protocols are not going to be interesting or valuable. Other protocols are finding their own niche. Other protocols are saying, hey, you know, we like this general purpose technology. We're going to do something different. We're going to like, you know, put our own little flavor to it. There's, and then, then there's other ones completely different, like KlimaDAO, which is saying, mm-hmm. hey, this is powerful. We care about climate change. How about we use this own mechanism to buy a ton of carbon credits, drive up the price of carbon credits so that investments in technologies uh, like that are carbon captured technologies that require the price of carbon to be somewhere over $100 a ton to be feasible, then that those can become feasible. And oh, you know how we could do that? We could take this whole own mechanism, apply it to carbon credits. And so what you're mm. seeing is a bit of a Cambrian explosion of sorts of innovation around this general purpose technology. People are realizing that you can build products with this idea. You can build a capital protected retirement account for this idea. You can build a number of very interesting products. And so now people are getting organized. I mean, even if I think about the company I'm launching, Wagme Inc., what is Wagme Inc. doing? It's just getting organized with two very talented, with, with four very talented people. Two people, and they're all Omis. Uh, and, um, you know, they all have, uh, they, it's very completely clear about, like, you know, uh, our goal, which is, like, bring institutional dollars into Om. But, like, what are then we going to do with the revenues we make? We're not going to pocket those revenues. We're going to use those revenues to support even more initiatives so that Om ships even faster, so that we bring better talent to basically talent that's on the sidelines, talent that's in Silicon Valley, that's saying, I don't know if I can leave my cushy job at Facebook and work for a DAO. We're going to say, like, if you're really, really good and you enjoy this stuff, like, let us help you. Because maybe the DAO won't agree to a ridiculous compensation package, but we might be able to because Mm. we're building a business now. And so what's happening, right? Like, it's almost like, you're lowering the barrier for people to be able to enter the community, right? In but, some ways. But, you're, you're, well, but also, right, like that um, there is a different kind of formation. Uh, like I would say, um, uh, my kid is here. Um, there's a, hello, Noor. Uh, Noor, I don't know where, I don't know where mom is. Uh, I'm talking to Kalsum. Um, basically, um, I think the point um uh, that kind of now uh, I've lost my train of thought but basically look no what I'm saying is that um, people have recognized that like um, that this is an this is an exciting general purpose technology that and that we can and that there's a way to contribute to it and now mm-hmm. you know like so far I feel people were con- many of the people were contributing as individuals I do think that and, I, and I've also seen duos emerge which is the other really cool thing right there are a bunch of duos in our DAO like um like uh, Tachi and Mujin are a duo mm-hmm. who are building playgrounds, right? Dropkick, Darren and Mark are a duo who are Aussies building a literal news network, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in my case, Aspi and Brian are like, you know, analytical monkeys who like to just keep like writing about mechanism, right? Like we're all mm-hmm. these duos that have emerged and these duos are kind of now 
getting more organized. Uh, and those are examples yeah. of Olympus mm-hmm. as a service, right? Like being able to use your leverage, your, yeah. I guess, like your intellectual capacity to then take Olympus and apply it to other things, correct? Yes. Just give me one second, Kalsum. I'm just okay. going to, um, I hope uh, Salahuddin can chime in. I'm just <laughs> going to see how to uh, entertain my kid for a minute and then I'll be right back. No worries. Salahuddin, how are you enjoying this conversation? Hey, um, lo- loving it, loving it. I mean, I, I've been kind of down that Dow path, you know, over the last 60 odd days, not not as deep as Asfi. Um, I, I think of it as this kind of new layer that's showing up on top of the world. Um, mm. And it's going to transcend, you know, nation states. Even if you think of the concept of nation states, you know, what, it's 150 odd years old. You know, you think about the treasury that Asfi's got for Olympus, but think of other Dows. These treasuries could be bigger than nation state treasuries. And so I, if this plays out the way it could, right? And I'm not like a maximalist any in, in any sense. I, I think, you know, centralized organizations can take off also or continue to take off. But if this takes off, and I'm hoping it does, it could break down nation states, right? And mm-hmm. because itself, is, it's a, a new form of organization. It's not your traditional, you know, like it's not the church. It's not the army. It's not yeah. like a for-profit, non-profit, you know, it's just this new organization structure on top of the blockchain. And uh, and if you can codify the rules, right? Um, And and that's a big if, because like the subjective rules are hard to codify in DAOs, but the objective ones you could, right? Like simple as, hey, people need to retire at 60, you know, and you're not going to question that. Or, you know, the the, the mother of all rules was 21 million Bitcoins, right? It's coded Mm. into the system. And so how do you continue to code away and chip away at these rules? And does that enable a better way of organization? And again, I think time will tell if it does or doesn't. But, um, you know, as a classically trained computer scientist, I, I, I'm hoping that that it enables, um, you know, like cascading change and transformative change. Um, mm-hmm. And like what if a DAO decided to go down the path? Hey, we're going to take care of world hunger, you know? But what if it goes down a bad path, right? Which we see like the dark to the light all the time. Like there's so much here that I think is like so exciting and super interesting. And I think we've seen like actual challenges to like um, challenges and things that have been innovative sometimes have started in the black economy before, right? And have made its way into the mainstream. And I'm just so curious because as I'm not a computer scientist, I'm not like Usfi who's like a big person in finance. And I just kind of come from the lens of like really excited about community and humans and more of like a history anthropology person. And so I'm super fascinated by like, you know, what happens if like someone in Olympus decides to apply this to something that is really bad for the world? Like, how do you not police that? But how do you actually minimize the impact that is inevitable, right? Like, there's always dark to the light. Yeah, look, dude, um, I mean, you know, you could cook food with fire or you could um, use fire to burn homes, Mm. right? Like every new technology uh, is a double-edged sword. Um, And the short answer is you don't. You can't police it. It's out there. But here is what you can do. You can learn about it. You can think about how to, you know, well... You can think about the way games have been played before. And you, well, for me, frankly, and this is kind of, I'm being upfront here. My thing is, dude, get a seat at the table. 
there's mm. a conversation because when i for me when i saw olympus and i still have that feeling i mean obviously i'm living it now but like when i saw olympus i was like okay this is a conversation that's going to happen in the world i want to see it at the table and my um the reason for doing the spaces with you is saying hey buddy pull up a chair because there's an interesting thing happening over here and this is something that is very general purpose and you can use it differently like there's one person in our dao uh, who was here earlier but uh, they're not um, visible but they they're interested in working on universal basic income on how to use um the power of olympus to try experiments like that like you know just introducing foundations uh that do want to do charity like the angel like there are so i mean there are projects i can't really talk about but like yeah people are trying to already trying to uh take it in you know so many different directions are there people who will be thinking can i take this in a very negative direction like let's say hmm could i use this to i don't know um burn home somewhere well the thing here's the thing right here's the interesting thing crypto is very transparent if you want to launch a new project and actually get community capital the way you would get in olympus you have to come up with a deal you have to offer a deal now right now you know all of these uh, many of these forks that have come up they're going to be scams so it's not like the bad isn't happening you will have and why what, what how how will these forks actually uh, scam people how's the bad going to happen how's the harm going to happen people will say oh there are a lot of people they think they can make a lot of money by investing in a fork of om let us do some marketing let's just do some stuff and then you know when they kind of uh, buy into our treasury we will just drain the treasury and leave and some of, and this is like called a rug for example in the crypto world um this stuff is happening but things like these can't really achieve much scale like you know you can't really do you can't do big exciting things uh because in order to do big exciting things you need to um communicate to a lot of individuals um and and without their cooperation uh, a lot of stuff doesn't work i think this is like something really important to understand that like people who have gone into crypto are globally coordinating a, a what to what buttons to press on their computer and and the buttons that different people are pressing is influencing resources in a in a scalable coordinated way like the the heart of a lot of this is uh that like anything that is getting supported uh the details of that initiative are hyper transparent we i think we've had a revolution in transparency that was possible like right now you can pretty much learn everything there is to know and so when somebody even tries to fraud people they have to work really hard and uh you know to try and pull that off and uh, very often um even when they work really hard you know it's kind of easy to tell the scams like for me it's easy to tell uh if a, a fork is a scam because they do a lot of desperate marketing it's like you can see that you know some scammer has basically decided to hire a bunch of accounts uh, or like basically hired some outsourced company to just say you know make some fake account on twitter and just start uh you know uh, posting with flashy details about like some new opportunity like they have scam written on their face now someone like me can tell but like for others um you know it can be a challenge but then 
then over there the response is well i mean people who are coming to crypto should know what they are getting into right it's a wild frontier of innovation and um, anyhow i um, hope that gave some clarity i i mean i know i know i went off tangent there no um, no and i'm asking less because it's more like for me a philosophical question, right? And it's more me being the devil's advocate about what the the underbelly of what could happen. Um, I'm mindful that someone, Sela, Sela, um, asked to be on stage, and if you wanted to ask Aspi a question, go ahead. Thank you, thank you very much, um, Aspi. I thank you for that clar- clarification around not placing forks, so to speak. But in amongst all those lofty goals, if the if the notoriety of a fork does gain a lot of publicity, yep. doesn't that undermine the whole proposition here? No, I think that's about? I think I think that's a win. No, not at all. I mean, okay, my take is that like I I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of I feel like um, we're definitely not in a zero sum game here. Look, I mean, the interesting thing is happening with all the forks is, or most of the forks is, or at least most of the bigger forks is, they recognize Ohm as a quality asset. My take is, dude, if forks get big and they start buying a lot of Ohm, that's freaking awesome. I'm, and, this, and this is happening. I mean, right now, I mean, uh, you know, the state one of the stated goals of Rome, which is a fork, is that we want to become uh, one of the largest holders of Ohm, right? So I think uh, you will end up in a situation where, like, multiple entities, like, Ohm, I mean, is going to become a reserve currency, a lot of people want to own it or like at least, you know, speak on behalf of it. So, um, I mean, I think it's definitely like bullish for the protocol. But I think what, what I what I am thinking about a lot is like, you know, the groups of people who are now emerging and saying, you know, we have an aspiration to be a very large uh, holder of SOM. For me, uh, you know, it becomes important to have conversations with them about things like values, about things like, you know, what do we see? What do we want to see in the future of home? How do we ensure that, you know, SOM holders will not vote on stupid ideas? They, they will not just adopt some exciting short-term proposal, which has very bad long-term consequences. And so for me, um, you know, I see less of a fork. I see more like people with different resources who want to acquire this thing. Now, the second part of the question, does existence or success of a fork uh, reduce the size of the total addressable market for ohm i think not really because i i mean i don't see any significant fork that is telling ohm i challenge you in your mission to become a decentralized reserve currency instead what i feel like a lot of forks say is hey cross chain is hard it's difficult to uh, port projects from, it's difficult to make money move easily between, say, Ethereum and Avalanche or Ethereum and Phantom. Um, so let's just make one on another chain and then we can just do a deal where we will just buy Ohm periodically. That's kind of what people are doing. I count that as a win. Um, and I just count that as like a different kind of funnel has opened to draw in even more capital uh, towards buying Ohm. Great. I'm mindful of time, SV. I think we've yeah. gone way over. So I have, yeah. can I ask like two last questions? One yeah, yeah, is yeah. like a very, one is very practical. The other one is like a question that I've always had and I've been too afraid to really ask. And so Please. because we're, we've created a safe space here, I'm going to ask it. 
the first question that I have is really practical, which is number one, like, how would you recommend that someone like me, like so much of what, you know, so far that I've read and learned about just generally about DeFi, but also just generally about Olympus Dow and everything you've been talking about really resonates with me in terms of my values and, and what I stand for, which is why I think, you know, we're friends and why you're in this space and everything. I'm just curious, like what, what's the practical steps between someone like me that's learning about stuff like this to actually pulling the trigger um, and, you know, becoming officially part of the community? Like what are, what's kind of, cause I don't know how to pull the trigger. I think that's my question yeah, that I have for you. No, I think, look, I think, uh, I don't think anyone should learn about Olympus with the intention of uh, buying Ohm. I think my take is like, uh, just, uh, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting um, software. It's an interesting technology. It's an interesting breakthrough. There is basically my kind of um, submission to friends and someone like you would be, hey, dude, there is this thing out there. It's a software program. They've built a six seventy million dollar balance sheet in less than six months, and it's a community project. And this um, treasury is going really, really fast. Um, and this is kind of how it works. Um, you should. Um, it's interesting. Just learn about it. So I think for me, it's just like the starting point is literally like understand the technology, understand the breakthrough, and just mm. play with it. Right? Like it's. Look, we are all builders of companies here. Uh, we're all interested in products olympus is found a very 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 profitable product its revenues are driven are, are, are driven by senior age which which is just means that you know that that's the kind of revenue that central banks had olympus is a freaking central bank and it is fascinating to just see it so just like i would say indulge in that and then at some point you know, you'll start asking yourself, like, what are the risks, man? What could go wrong? How do I feel about this? Do I want to do it? How much do I want to risk it? Do I want to risk it? And you'll come up with a number and it's not mm -hmm. going to be a large number. And then, you know, you'll either decide to try it or you won't. But like, either way, I think like you'll know, like, I mean, for me, um, I did about um, three and a half weeks of deep due diligence um reading every single document to like you know basically looking through every single zeus conversation when things went wrong when things went good what is this person about just basically i mean obviously you know you and i have been uh investors in the past so much is about the founder mm -hmm. so much of an effort is about the founder so for me figuring out or like understanding zeus huge part man that took me three weeks um and for me, I think that was the moment when I kind of knew what Zeus is in for, what motivates Zeus, uh, why he wakes up, what is he curious about. Um, I think that was my moment where I was like, yes, this is the personality that I choose to, that I want to take a big bet on. So um... that's super interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. fair. Thanks so much for this. Last mm -hmm. question. Mm. Your profile photo and everyone's profile photos have gone from like, you were a mushroom for a little while. Now I don't know what the fuck is your profile photo now. What is what is this? And is this a representative of this, the Olympus community? Is yeah, it a representative yeah, it's a, it's of like a, no, other no, no, things? No, like no, what no, are no, you this, signaling? The uh, signaling fun, signaling basically signaling a statement saying, guys, let's let's be less uptight. Okay. Let's vibe. I think okay, what the signaling is saying is signaling is saying uh 
we we crave vibe we we like vibing we basically you know discord is a really fun place to hang out because of emojis uh, because of these and you know so me okay here's the thing man memes are a very are a very powerful communication tool because um it's just very high bandwidth communication i think the amount mm-hmm. of information and emotion and expression you can communicate in a unit of time through a meme is much greater than what you can do in sentences and so um this um stuff that you see on our on our profile pictures in the mushroom etc there is a strange interesting mimetic energy that you just have to experience and and you know a lot of times it just starts organically it literally sometimes starts as some person in a channel just like pasting something and everybody kind of like laughing really hard at it and another person basically just makes that like i mean you know one of the more uh, powerful campaigns that olympus did once uh, were like these um it was like this this is really funny like you know uh, oh this is a card like you know they meet this person they are earning 10000% apy it was like a you know like kind of like a funny thing they did and it, the whole thing happened within 24 hours and so there is a bit of crazy you just kind of join and uh, you know um it becomes so you know mushrooms was kind of one of those um what's happened now with the profile picture is that um in one of the days like uh, you know this person um wanted to put like uh, this uh, you know uh, the communist hat on the on a, many other avatars so i kind of joined that i was like fine you guys are doing it seems fun i'll join the laughs and then when clima was launching which is the carbon credit one people were like mm-hmm. dude we got to make the background green to signal that you know we're in clima so this that's kind of stuff that's going on so there's a lot of communication now that's happening there's a lot of signaling that's happening through these art pieces and, yeah um, i love that though mm-hmm. because i think it really signals like it first of all it creates belonging automatically. It's like nonverbal communication. Like people immediately like feel a sense of community with you, even if they've yeah. never met you, right? We have a, a sister project called Olympus Odyssey that believes that uh, you know, um, like most NFTs transmit greed, but quality NFTs transmit culture. And mm. basically, um, there are people who are very serious about tokenizing our culture, and they are. Um, creating this is offshoot project of olympus called olympus odyssey that is going to create a, a 3d museum and an auction house for nfts but it's going to commission you know like really terrific work like they have this artist uh, who's uh, nft i lost out on dimitri danielov then the british next level brilliant and like so you know olympus is now becoming a patron of the arts already and and i would argue some of the best arts because <laughs> um many of the very very talented people have found their way into this economy and like people like uh, dimitri danielov can find a pretty good deal in just uh, creating uh, nfts and selling them and the omi community finds people like that and they say dude let's go and churchy is saying yeah and i'm saying yes dude i hear you <laughs> i love there, it there are a bunch of if you want to experience the crazy there are a bunch of crazies online right now <laughs> <laughs> i love it i'm so i'm so for this i'm so happy uh, you found this tribe I'm yeah. happy for you but i'm also like yes super, have learned so much and i'm like super fascinated um and excited to continue yeah learning. thank so you for thanks, doing this thank you for doing Asfi, this too. thanks for thanks for letting me do it with you even though i was like so scared to share my stupid questions out loud <laughs> dude no 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 look uh i think dude the tldr was uh something cool is happening uh 
uh, come check it out. Something big is happening. Come pull up a chair. Uh, this is unique. Uh, people are unique. And uh, it just gives us more power to try and chase purpose that you and I have talked about. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not in this because, you know, I want to be a billionaire or like some shit like that. I genuinely give a damn about internet for all. My like underlying aspiration to internet for all was level the playing field for human aspiration. And that's what I wrote down. This is That's what really matters. That's like a top level life goal that matters to me. And at some point I was like, mm-hmm. how to get it done? And I was like, make internet affordable for all, make financial capital abundant, make electricity abundant. And it's like, now I feel like I'm seeing like, like, like a massive lever to like really make capital abundant. Uh, in and 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 make sure that the distribution that was really effed up yeah, gets fixed. But mm-hmm. it's been amazing, my soul sister. And uh, thanks, soul brother. This is we awesome. Are gonna, we are and I love it. Just the last it. thing that yeah. I would say that resonated was that, like, you know, the expression of what I'm doing right now is through this, like, you know, being a first-time VC fund. But so much of the why behind for me building has been about like how do we unleash the potential of places where it's really hard to be doing innovation and building innovation, right? And I feel like so much of this resonates with me because it's like, how can this potentially be an avenue for that? How can we unlock that? Um, And I think, anyway, just wanted to say that, like, just really learned a lot. I always learn from you, but, and to Salahuddin as well, thank you so much. Yeah, dude, Salahuddin, we got to exchange numbers after this, man. Like, we, I, we, I feel like I was a matchmaker today, even though you guys have met before. <laughs> I was like, you have to join this conversation. Absolutely. No, no. Looking forward to reconnecting. Yeah, yeah. I've been a huge fan of this guy. All right, everyone. Thank you. I'm going to get everybody. on with my day too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.